Oh, hey, AJ. What's up, dude? How's it going, man? Did you did you know um, that I got a new job? No, I didn't. Yeah, every every what? day, every day, I, I'm now a professional dog walker. I walk a dog every oh, single I day. Oh, I did hear about that. Yep, that's awesome. <laughs> it's like it's like oh, funny story. It's oh, like yeah. National Dog Day or something. No. Like that. Yeah. Wow. I, yeah. You, I. I mean, this definitely puts me in the trader category. I think. I, I do think that if I was going to walk anything, I should probably walk a whole bunch of cats, right? Actually, it was funny because uh, I had some some vegetables earlier. My girlfriend brought me like a, a bowl of vegetables and like carrots and cauliflower, and I Googled it to see if I could give it to my dog. And and I give him stuff like all the time. I'll give him like pizza crust. Like he loves nice. pizza crust. I, and I know you're probably not supposed to do that, but he's really old. So I, I'm doing okay. Um, <laughs> he's like, he's like he, he, at, at this point, it's like, man, just give it to him, man. <laughs> let, let him enjoy his last but, couple of years on the so, planet. So I never thought like, you know, I never thought that I could like give him anything like yeah. vegetables. I never thought about it really. And so like I tried giving him a carrot and he was just like so confused. Like he's just like because I I give him like Chinese noodles, like pizza crust, and like all this tasty shit. And like he like munched on the carrot for a little bit, and then was just like, he's like, nah, I'm good. And I tried it with cauliflower too, and he just like spit out the cauliflower, and he's just like, nah, what is this crap? I mean, he was like, right, but thanks, right, rightfully so. He, he tried. He seemed like he appreciated it, but he wasn't having it. It's National Dog Day, dude. Man, get the get the, get the kids some Chinese food. <laughs> like, what? You, like it's National Dog Day. Don't give me a fucking carrot. This is dumb. All right, look, dude, let's, I used let's to talk. make him. I used to make him spaghetti for his birthday. <laughs> Dog spaghetti. All right, let's go. <laughs> no, let's go. This is PSVR Gamescast Live, where we film live every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Well, not every Monday. So sorry about Monday. I apologize. My bad. Uh, some shit came up. Uh, I never like missing a show. So thank you so much for all your understanding. I love you oh so very much. My name is Brian Paul from this channel right here, PSVR Without Parole. And this man over here to my right, also your right, AJ from the Underground PSVR Underground. What is up, Brian? What is up, Game Cats? Happy GDC week. Happy Hump Day, and I hope you're ready, because lordy, do we have a lot of news to hump into your eardrums today, uh, and uh, yeah, man, and uh, yeah, we'll do it until until you say the safe word, which the safe word today is what, Brian? Naked grandma, because I'll tell you, I mean, I don't, work. I, I don't care what situation <laughs> you're in, man. If you're excited, you will no longer be excited after picturing your grandma naked. I mean, unless you're into that. And, and I don't judge because people are into all sorts of weird shit. Just saying. I've tried like chair and baseball and yeah, those don't work. But naked grandma definitely would. Jamie out with the $2 tips has spent the last two days binging missed Gamescast. Two days, man. I think for the number of shows that you've missed, my friend, I think you need a solid month for that to get caught up. Yeah. I agree. Right on. Guys, a little bit of housekeeping. Make sure, uh, if you don't already subscribe to AJ over PS3 Underground, you do that. Uh, don't forget, if you want to keep this channel running, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash without parole games. Uh, trying to do some exclusive content over there. AMAs, we did a recent one this weekend, and it went 
surprisingly well. Only 10 people showed up for it, but then like 70 or 80 people watched it after the fact. And I was like, oh, sweet. Uh, so uh, I'll advertise the next one a little bit more ahead of time. That's for the $5 tier. Uh, and of course, for the $3 tier, you can get the, your name uh, scrolling on that little scroll down below. Like ad nauseum, man. Like it scrolls by like 400 times an episode. You get, there's my name again. There it is. Five minutes later. <laughs> look, there I it'll am. Be, <laughs> it'll be burned into somebody's plasma TV very soon. For sure. You can have your name burned into their TV. Uh, Emily Baxter asked if my beard get gray overnight. Uh, no, it's a, when it grows out, you can see that it's that it's gray right here. It's been that way for years, uh, but I, I generally don't let it grow out this much. I'm just getting real lazy, uh, which, sorry, you got to get on board with that. <laughs> uh, AJ, did you hear that? Um, this, is, this isn't on the run of show, so I'm just throwing this out there. Did you hear? <laughs> Because because you know we don't pay attention. To I'm glad either. you. I'm Did glad you, you spend like an hour making a run of show just to, you know. Are you giving me way too much credit? An hour? That's <laughs> that's not a thing. Did you hear that Haven Studios, uh, this new studio uh, by Jade Raymond, was purchased by Sony just the other day? What? <laughs> yes, I did. And of course, uh, she's the uh, she made Assassin's Creed and and helped. She's done a lot. I think she started out at Sony. Made Assassin's Creed originally, opened up, uh, helped create like EA Motive, uh, which of course made Star Wars Squadrons with VR support. And yeah, uh, really great acquisition from Sony. Uh, I like the way they do the, their acquisitions and kind of trying to do like the homegrown uh, studios and, and grooming them and producing new games, new IPs instead of just stealing them. <laughs> Some, something went wrong with uh, OBS before we started the show so I'm trying to fix things while I'm like while you're going on your rants I'm trying to fix things um, did you what do you think uh, is there going to be uh, th th there's a rumor out there that there's eight I believe first party PSVR 2 games in development over at Sony uh, do you think this is going to be one of them um, uh, I'm, I'm so definitely a rumor take it with a grain of salt but the the rumor that this came from was from a guy named Rythian, who you and I have known for a couple of years now. Um, and I mean, the thing not, about it... Not personally. <laughs> like I, well, I've talked to him a few times. Rythian and I aren't buddies. Yeah. He disappeared for a while. I think he uh, disappeared after the whole uh, Sony buying IPs. Sony bought Konami's IPs or something like that. And then, you know, that, that blew up everywhere. And then I don't think that ever really happened or Konami came out and denied it. And then he disappeared, fell off the face of the earth. And then he came back and he's, uh, some kind of market analyst or not a market analyst or I don't, I don't, he, he like is into acquisitions and stuff like that. And that's kind of how he has his connections. But he posted days before the Haven acquisition that Sony would uh, be acquiring or Sony has acquired a VR studio right. uh, that's in Canada. And it'll be the very first studio that Sony has in Canada. Lo and behold, uh, two, three days later, Sony announces the acquisition of Haven. And then he goes on to say, I thought this was a VR studio. This isn't what this doesn't really match up with what I know. Um, and he and then he said, unless they have like a VR division or something. And then he comes back and says, update uh, Haven's title, which is supposed to be a triple a multiplayer game uh, is going to be PS five PSVR two and PC compatible. So um, take it with a grain of salt. Of course, these are just rumors, but I mean, he was right about the Canada, like the studio being in Canada and stuff. So obviously it seems like he knows something and I'm leaning toward. Yes that this will be a PSVR 2 compatible title. 
Yeah, and I'm and I'm actually thinking that a lot a lot more. I mean, obviously, we talked a lot about the um, about hybrid games for the last you know however many months now, probably six months, uh, and, uh, and and as much as you know, that's sort of just become part of the, the vernacular around here. Uh, Sony themselves haven't said, haven't said anything about that, um, and I, so I'm expecting that you know. The, that this studio, along with uh, along with a lot of other first party studios, are going to start talking about hybrid games, um, and so yeah, I think I, 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 you know, I think I actually think that for the number of studios that Sony owns, the fact that there's, uh, if the rumor is true that there's only eight uh, first party studios working on VR games or VR compatible games, then that's a little surprising. Like I'm 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 actually expecting by the end of the generation for all of them to sort of have some VR something in the works at all times. Uh, Let me tell you, Brian. Yes, PSVR two is going to be freaking sweet man it's going to be so cool and uh you know i played i I, i've been jumping into a little non-vr stuff lately i've been playing tons of vr as well i've been playing a lot of games actually Mm -hmm. um and uh i was playing returnal uh with my boy ghost and uh the new co-op update and that game really uses like the dual sense features well the haptics the adaptive triggers it's got such good polish and sound design and so many good qualities and i was like man i went to the website uh, i think it was this morning i was just staring at the psvr2 page just looking at the controllers the orbs and i was looking at the headset and everything and i was like man like psvr2 is going to be so amazing because it's going to be like a ps5 quality vr uh setup like it's going to be of the quality of ps5 and ps5 games are really good (laughs) and man (laughs) like so i'm really really excited about the future man it's going to be amazing yeah no, I'm excited too, man. Absolutely. Uh, Donatello, the scientist game cat with a $2 tip says, you put the wrong team on your thumbnail. Hashtag 49ers. Um, <laughs> listen, <laughs> definitely not. I, I mean, you know, I'm from New England. I'm supposed to like the Patriots. I don't give a fuck about football, like at all. Like it's, it's sports in general. I'll, get us, I'll have like, us covered. I'll yeah. have us covered. I, I'm a, you know, I'm a big, I was a big Atlanta Falcons fan. Now Matt Ryan's been traded to the Colts. So now I'm a Colts fan. Um, <laughs> More on that later. It's like some other language you're speaking. <laughs> like I, he's trying to talk to me. I can feel it. I yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, so yeah. So enough about uh, enough about uh, Haven Studios. Um, <clears throat> one of the first things I want to talk stuff, about today. Though. Oh, absolutely, man. I think I, I think that everything. Uh, I think everything's moving in the right direction for Sony. Uh, Definitely. So yeah, mostly I mean, everything. The big <laughs> things are <laughs> the yeah. little things. They got a lot to iron out. Well, we'll see how it goes throughout the course of the year, man. Um, but speaking of the course of the year, uh, over uh, over on Twitter, ZubiTech actually showed an image today, which was created by them, uh, that uh, that piqued my interest a little bit. Now, ZubiTech has prior to this been pretty decent when it comes to knowing what studios are working on what, and uh, you know. I don't know how much inside information they have, but it was interesting they kind of put this all together in one place with this image right here of uh, of a bunch of PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, and PSVR releases for basically the rest of the year. Um, and if you guys pay close attention, if you can see those tiny little thumbnails uh, and, what, and what they say underneath them, you'll see that uh, they're listing Zero Caliber as a May 2022 release. They're listing... Lucky's Tale, Ultra Wings 2, Do Not Open, Dash Dash World, Undead Citadel, and Among Us as 2022. Um, and so when you kind of like see them all in one place uh, and and you, and you sort of have like this reaffirmation that 
things like Ultra Wings, that things like uh, Dash Dash World, Undead Citadel, games that like we are definitely looking forward to, but haven't heard much from in a while, uh, and, and, we, and we could use some, uh, we could use a little reassurance that these things are still on the way. It's good seeing these all in one place and saying, man, 2022 could be a, a really fun year for PSVR one. Yeah, yeah, there's there's still some life in the old headset yet. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's the thing that's generally kept me pretty happy despite, you know, the the frustration of that we've been through back and forth, the roller coaster ride that it's been. Uh, I've been getting some decent games along the way and and that's what I care about most, you know? Um and I will patient. I, it makes it makes waiting the waiting process a lot easier for me personally when I have a bunch of good shit to play. Um, obviously, it's not like I don't think this. <clears throat> I'm not really expecting this year to be as good as last year, um, but but there's like going to be bright spots. I mean, we've we've had a really great start to the year in January with Wander and Zenith, and um, yeah, man, there's potential for some for some nice surprises. Potential for, some nice, potential for some nice surprises, uh, and these are all kind of titles that, you know, everything that was on that image are things that we've heard about or been talking about for what feels like years now, uh, things that just sort of get dragged along uh, and were like uh, made it, they were supposed to be out in 2020, some of these, uh, and then 2021, and now 2022, um, and, so, uh, and so even though they're like, they kind of feel like old news, it again it's it if they come out this year i'm still gonna be excited to play them now the other side of that yeah. is that a lot of these are old titles or announced a while ago uh that we were just patiently waiting to come out if if we could combine these along with like if playstation if sony does another playstation uh vr spotlight yeah with some new games like they did last year new with Arashi and fract yeah. and doom 3 vr uh and even winds and leaves these are these are things that uh, if you combine some some new talent like that with these older games that we've been waiting for, I think it could be a very very exciting year. Uh, Chairface is dash dash going to pull a Duke Nukem forever. I don't think so, man. I don't think so. These guys are working real real hard <laughs> on this game. Uh, I, I do I do think we're going to see it soon. Let's hope. Yeah, there's a lot of research that Zubitech puts into this, and you know he looks at a lot of job listings. He looks goes to a lot of websites, goes through a lot of the nitty gritty details. So his information is is likely accurate. Uh, the problem is some of this you don't know. Like sometimes the devs can say so and so game is coming out this time, right. and that can always change. So while his information is probably accurate, you still have to kind of take it with a grain of salt that you know. Who knows what's going to happen? I, I'm still very curious about Dash Dash World, and very, I have to say, I'm pretty skeptical at this point, just because they just disappear for years at time, uh, years at a time, and it's so weird. And I mean, um, they don't, but they don't though. They don't disappear for years at a time. They bring con- consistent updates to the quest, and and when I t- and every time I talk to them and then deliver updates on without parole, they're really good about saying this is what we've been working on. This is now now we've got cross play multiplayer approved by Sony, and now it's and we're being working on that. This is how many tracks we're going to have ready for launch, and they are very good about communicating. Um, so I could see how you know they they sort of made an announcement two years ago, and then they haven't like kept bringing PlayStation VR. There's not new trailers on the PlayStation channel and that kind of thing. I, so I see that there's not that kind of communication, but I do feel like, yeah. you know, that they're, they're re- kind of relying mm-hmm. on the smaller YouTubers like us to, to, to let people know what's going on with them. So luckily, yeah, 
they've yeah. uh, they've been good about that. Yeah, uh, I mean, go ahead. Looper the Underground Game Cat with a five euro says, with Zeniths, Wanderer, Republic, and hopefully Moss 2, uh, 2022 is already one of the most exciting years for PSVR 1. That's actually a pretty fucking decent statement right there, man. Like, we've had a good year already. It's been fun. There's another game coming out this week, too, that um, I'm looking forward to seeing. What's that, AJ? <laughs> Does that bring up the trailer? It's coming out tomorrow. Stride, man. I'm excited to uh, cover that one. Yeah. Yeah, Stride, um, they, they announced it was going to be $15. It's coming out tomorrow, uh, March 24th. Uh, and it's, uh, I mean, uh, all I can say right now is that uh, if you've paid attention to, like, Steam reviews and, and the reviews on Quest, uh, people are reviewing it very, very positively, uh, despite the fact that it's a bunch of arcade time trial modes. You know, I think yeah. a lot of people lament the fact that it's not going to have a campaign or campaign or multiplayer at launch uh but apparently these uh according to other people's reviews look look at me look, like working around this embargo so well man look at me i'm fucking killing it um it's everybody else is saying hey what a fucking great game this is um yeah 15 dollars is a great price for a small thing and then their plan is to release you know we've we've seen a look at the future roadmap for stride and they have um, they have a story mode that they want to implement as well as multiplayer and they really want to go big with it, do like a major overhaul to the game. Similar to, we were comparing it to the crisis brigade model. Um, so I, I've always liked that model. It's so often that early adopters get screwed over. And so I like it when a game, you know, if it's going to come out with less content or whatever, that's fine, but let the price reflect that. And then as it gets more content, increase it. So the people that support you day one get more content for free. And then uh, for those who wait longer, you know, um, maybe maybe you finally get enough. You see enough there to convince you to play it, um, to, to bite. And so it'll be interesting to see how it does. And, yeah, man. Oh, and it does have a platinum trophy as well. I see you, Mike. <laughs> yeah, super important uh, for the platinum trophy hunters out there, and and even for even for me, man. Like I, I haven't done any platinum trophy hunting for a while, but it doesn't feel like you get more value, more replayability, more reasons to stick with the game um, when it does have a platinum trophy. So I'm I'm super happy about that, um, and I'm gonna yeah double down on what AJ said about the Crisis Brigade model. It's like the it's it's kind of the perfect model. It's it's PlayStation's version of early access, where you pay you know you pay an early access type price. And then, uh, yeah. and then as they add content, then, you know, the, the price can go up just like pistol whip went up five bucks. Crisis for gave went up a couple bucks with each, uh, each update, each new level they added. Uh, and so if, if this, you know, starts at 15 and then once they add the campaign and the multiplayer, like depending on how long the campaign is, maybe it goes up to 20 or $25. Uh, and then yeah. where all of us early access people are rewarded for, for jumping in on day one. Uh, and I, and yeah. I think $15, I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to argue with that price. Um, so yeah, when Republic came out, I mean that was fifteen dollars. Had a ten dollar price tag. It was a ten hour game. I freaking loved Republic, man. So yeah. I'm excited about these little, smaller kind of bite sized games, a little bit more indie games that are priced accordingly, but offer you like some good shit, man. It's it's pretty cool. I I'm I, I'm liking this, even though you know there's there's not going to be the inter- the whole internet's not going to be talking about it. Whatever, uh, it's it's still really cool. AJ, Walid is in Walid is now a game cat, specifically a white tiger, with the Canadian two dollar tip, says 
my tips on your channel for uh, more than two weeks not working since two weeks. For two not working since two weeks. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I remember people saying the tips button yeah. wasn't. The tip button seems to be working again. Thank you guys for testing it. If you need yeah. to test it a little bit more just to make sure, feel free. Uh, <laughs> but, but we appreciate you, uh, you know, some of you making sure. Glad to see that it's working again for you. I know that can be really frustrating and uh, glad to see it working. Ariane with the 14 cubic zirconia says, will you cover what's revealed at GDC tomorrow? Um, yes. I just don't know how yet. Um, because that's, because right now uh, we'll talk more about what the GDC stuff is later in the show, but um, it doesn't seem like it's going to be live streamed. It may have a video up after the fact on the official GDC channel. If that's the case, uh, then we'll go into depth about that somehow. Uh, but just stay tuned because I sort of have to roll with the punches on this and see how it all goes down. Uh, thank you for the tip. Uh, Professor Lilith with the $5 says, this Sunday multiplayer, guys, don't forget to join the Discord. Click the link in the description below. Join us over there, especially for these Sunday, Sunday multiplayer meetups. Thank you, Professor Lilith, for always organizing these. Says, the multiplayer for Sunday goes old school this week. Vote for Spark. Eagle Flight or Space Junkies in the Discord. Holy crap. Nice. Um, I, dude, I haven't played Space Junkies in like forever. <laughs> like, yeah. And especially in, uh, I only played it once since they added the 3v3 mode um, in, the, in the move support. Literally only had time to jump in once and never went back to it. So I'm with the like, zombie and uh, probably Dead Ringer too. And I'm going to see if we can get Eagle Flight. I would love to play Eagle Flight multiplayer. I played it once with Dead Ringer and Dead Ringer Jr.'s. Uh, and, uh, it was surprisingly good. Like I was, I was not expecting to think it was like, you know, anything special, but it was actually pretty good. And I'm a big fan of Eagle Flight. So, yeah. um, pretty I'm cool. a big fan of Eagle Flight for the single player campaign. I've only played the multiplayer, I think like twice, like even at lunch <laughs> for review, like I couldn't find anyone to play with. I, I found like, I think I only got into like a, I think it's four players total. And I was only managed to get in, get in with like two other people once think also yeah definitely big shout out to lilith for for doing these multiplayer meetups the, this sunday this past sunday was zenith and there was a lot of cats that showed up man it was a lot nice. of fun so uh yeah we had a blast man we helped some some people get caught up get leveled up and then uh there was a lot of level 40s that showed up and, and we went and did like invasions and stuff and higher level stuff so exciting uh yeah great job keep it going uh, while he follows up his last Canadian tip with another Canadian tip, $2 says more than can two Canadian dollars is still not working for me. Uh, I'm sorry that it's still broken somehow. Um, apparently YouTube is uh, concerned. They don't want me to make too much money. They would be like, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, uh, dude, speaking of indie games uh, and things that we want to play, uh, I don't know. That was a terrible segue. Uh, dude. Yes, it is. <laughs> yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, we got a new game or actually a port of a three-year-old Quest game on PlayStation VR called Shadowpoint. Uh, AJ, I, I put my review out yesterday. Um I, I, I said that it had a few issues, that they removed the full locomotion from the Quest version, which was crazy. There's new loading screens that weren't in the Quest version, which is crazy. Uh, it looks good overall, uh, and there's some interesting puzzles, but uh, I think I ended up giving it a 6.8, uh, mostly because of the issues. I think if it had the full locomotion and everything else, uh, it would have been around 7.5 for me. That's sort of where my head was at. Um, but this is the first time people have had a chance to hear your take on the game, so please enlighten us as to what you think. It's so boring. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's so... This game, dude, like, look, man, I'm pretty open-minded when it comes to VR games. I can play a lot of games. 
This game is incredibly boring. It's so boring. Um, it. I agree with a lot of your review, though. Like, this, this is the thing about this game. I don't think it's technically a bad game. Um, there are some people that would maybe like it. Uh, but I didn't realize what the game was. Like, you know, I knew it was a puzzle-driven story adventure thing. Uh, and, and, you know... I didn't know that the actual game was going to be just making freaking shadow puppets the entire time <laughs> that you basically that's the entire game it seems like uh is is you literally just make shadow puppets and and you do that in front of flashlights and you have to combine some things and form shapes and it reminds me of form uh where it's like the only thing I hate I dreaded this game playing this game so much and it's it's it has a lot to do with my personal preference, I think I think it's a little bit of the game's fault and a lot of my personal preference that I despise this game so much. It looks fine. It looks great. They actually, I know they did a lot of hard work into it. They put a lot of hard work because there are some really good production values to it. But, oh, my God, I was so bored out of my skull. And, man, it's just, it's terrible. It's a terrible game. I... Like yeah, it's it's really bad. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't it doesn't help that everything is so sleepy, and that's the best that's the best adjective I could probably use for yes. this. The soundtrack is yes. beautiful, but it is so sleepy, and then the the narration yeah. is like pretty sleepy, and you go long stretches of time without na- without story, uh, and, and nothing's per- progressing you forward. You actually sometimes you walk into a room and just see like puzzle, 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 and you go. Uh, I'm going to be here for a while and you just kind of like yeah. <laughs> rub your eyes and go, yeah, do I want to do this today or should I just fucking put this on hold till tomorrow? And so I, it, unlike so many games like red matter or zing, you know, where there's constantly things pushing you forward in beautiful environments or whatever, uh, or things to yeah. do outside of the puzzles, there's just not here. Um, and I, and I was a little disappointed, uh, that it's got yeah, such like a red good matter. concept and the story doesn't really get where it needs to go. I mean, the, the first, the tutorial alone told me everything I needed to know about this game. And I was like, oh no. And like, I was dreading the tutorial, like even by that point. And I was really trying to go in with an open mind, but it's like teleport here, pull the lever, turn the wheel. <laughs> what else did it say? Turn left, turn right. And I'm just yeah. like, oh my God, like this is not age well. Like I understand this was made at a time when VR was new and, and they were, this was probably like really cool at the time, but oh my God, like, like we've come so far. I've played so many advanced games with these, you know, the games that just throw you into the fire and, and, and are, and just offer so much right away. And like, honestly, I, it, it comes off as like almost like a children's game, like, which is weird because VR is not meant for children, <laughs> but the only thing I hate more than a puzzle game are easy puzzles and these are so easy it's literally just like hold the block in front of the square and make a shadow over the fucking square and boom puzzle solved oh oh this is a circle oh let me grab this ball hold it in front of the flashlight and and put it over this make a shadow circle and solve the puzzle what the fuck man no it's so boring i hate this shit so much it's it's everything i hated about form where where i always compared it to like the being at like the doctor's or the dentist office and they have that that like 
puzzle or whatever where where you like push the block along the string and and you just do it like oh it's just so simple and i yeah stuff like red matter has like this really cool atmosphere this cool sci-fi story you've got these claws you're messing with you're jumping around on a jetpack there's a dark narrative going on zing has this beautiful environments to explore and this just has like none of it uh, like even transpose that looked simple had some of the most mind melting puzzles I've ever played in my life. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's all I have to say about this. I hated this game. Uh, everything except for Patrick Stewart's voice, Sir Patrick Stewart's voice. <laughs> He's got a lovely voice, but everything else I hated about it. Yeah. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I guess we should be transparent and say that, you know, let people know that you didn't get terribly far in the game. Um, cause the puzzles do get, more difficult and they and and they take this like pretty simple concept and they go a little bit further with it um but for me there was uh, there was a roadblock at a certain point where the difficulty spike was just it went from being okay this is what you're doing and you're kind of it's like in in that simple concept is slowly evolving and then you're combining things and 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 trying to figure out uh how to transform one object into another object so you can use it for to make your shadow puppets um and, and and it felt like it was evolving pretty well and then you get to a point where it all involves gravity and uh and i'm glad i wasn't alone on this i saw some people in the comments say they that that's also where they is they sort of hit a roadblock as well um where they're just like not you know super impressed by the puzzles or they, they thought that it went a little off the deep end uh trying to be a little too clever um, but, but I, but overall, but overall, I do think that it, it keeps a, a pretty even keel in, in, in the difficulty outside of that shit, um, ramps up pretty well. And, and, you know, just a, with a little bit of time, you can figure everything out. Um, so boring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, <laughs> that it's, it's that super was the sleepy. biggest it's element. That's the biggest element. It was missing for me. Yeah. Fun. And, and games what about, what about the locomotion, man? Like this is the big fucking this is the elephant in the room. It, Jamie, I was in the in the chat wondering what your thoughts on the locomotion system are. Yeah, teleport only is stupid. Yep. Like uh, and like, I I'll be honest with you. Like it didn't the teleport only like it did have smooth turning. Um, the teleport like didn't affect me a whole bunch. It didn't bother me as much as it usually does. Uh, because it's a slow ass boring puzzle game. Uh and so like, you know, it wasn't like the biggest of deals to me. Yeah. Um but it should it should never have like any game that can have full locomotion should always have full locomotion and uh you know, it's it's a I don't know why it doesn't have full locomotion. But yeah, that's stupid. Before we move on, Nick the Gamecat how in the chat said Brian gave it a pretty good review. Was Brian being generous? I do want to say thank you for for understanding that uh, that I did like the game because sometimes when people say see six point eight, they're like you just fucking hate this kind of game or you just hate blah 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 or you I can't believe you didn't like it. And I was like six point eight is pretty damn close to like a seven, which is like decent, right? Um, and, and and like I said at the beginning, like I I, I think I would have given it like a seven point five or so um, if it had full locomotion and didn't have those weird loading screens that really killed the immersion sometimes um because overall I, I i enjoyed the story even though i had problems with it i enjoyed the puzzles even though i had some problems with it uh and the music was great uh even though it puts you to sleep so there's, there's a little there's a little minus for every positive but overall i really did enjoy this game i just enjoyed it a lot more and I, I will never say this ever again in my life i guarantee you i enjoyed it a lot more on the quest when i played it uh the day before um so uh so yeah i think i think it's a good game but i just don't think this is the way to play it honestly had no chance with me. No chance on any platform. <laughs> Brax Bro says, get a poster of this game with that quote. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, let's move on. I think we've given Shadow Point 
far too much attention at this point. Way too much more, way more time than it deserves. Right. Which brings us to our well, next yeah. topic, and that is GDC tomorrow. Uh, GDC has been going on all week already, uh, but tomorrow there is a presentation uh, that will be specifically about PSVR 2 and building games for it with Unity. And Joe, let me bring up some PSVR 2. There, oh, look at that beautiful headset. Um, what's, uh, what, what's, you know what? Why don't? <laughs> don't this is so dumb. I, th- these are things that I should have thought about long before we... Uh, we started this, but let's 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 look at the article uh, from Press Push Square. And okay, so I, let me. This is the, this is where I know I did something right, where I can resort to my Twitter <laughs> at PSVR Underground, uh, and I said Unity will be hosting a session focused on graphics tools for PlayStation VR two at GDC on March twenty fourth. That is tomorrow. Unless you're listening to this tomorrow, then it's today. <laughs> and uh, the presentation, and this uh, big shout out to Pipio Kojima, the Silent Hill game cat, uh, who posted this in the Discord. And the presentation says that it is about, it is called Building Next Gen Games for PlayStation VR 2 with Unity, presented by Unity. Uh, it is going to be hosted by Fabian Holman, Bria Williams, David Riddell, and Jonah Forbes. Uh, and they basically say that the takeaway uh, is that, well, they say PlayStation VR 2 promises improved graphics performance and cutting-edge hardware that allows you to be to create immersive virtual uh, worlds for your players. This session explores how Unity's VR tech uh, stack can help you build better VR titles, learn how to use the Unity platform and graphics tools to build stunning PlayStation VR 2 experiences and optimize your project's performance. The takeaway here is that attendees will learn about Unity's support for PlayStation VR 2 and how to use our VR tech stack to build VR games. The session will be specific to PSVR 2, but will also include information that is helpful to all VR creators. And <laughs> and that is everything that we That's know it. as of right now about it. The cool thing is, is uh, you know, I mean, we everybody assumed that that knows anything really would assume that unity would be supported on PlayStation VR two. Unity is something that a lot of indie developers uh, rely on to be, to create games. Um, they have a lot of tools for them. A lot of games you play are on, are on unity and um, yeah. And we're going to get, you know, the, the takeaway here is we might get uh, a first look at some, you know, obviously it doesn't matter because we're not going to be wearing the headsets, but we might get to see some stuff, some tech demos, I would say. I would love to see some cool tech demo-y stuff running on PSVR 2. Um, and, you know, the fact that we haven't seen really virtually anything other than 20 seconds of Horizon, Zero, uh, Horizon Call of the Mountain, um, that this will be like one of the first glimpses of the technology, uh, even if it's not a big flashy consumer showcase. Yeah, and I think that's and I, and I think that's sort of the the GDC takeaway, right? Is like GDC is not for really consumers, uh, and we we as consumers sort of have to read between the lines and pay close attention to every single thing that happens uh, in order to extract some kind of news uh, or or because obviously Sony, you know, Sony would want to say if there's any big things about PSVR too, Sony wants to like say that shit. Right. But, but I think we can extract some, some interesting shit from this presentation. So I'm looking forward to, you know, hearing some more things about GDC. We got Wes in the chat uh, from virtual strangers saying that they've got Eric reporting from GDC this week. Um, 
They just shared some cool stuff with him. Uh, most of it's embargoed, but certainly relevant to the PSVR 2 discussion. Good stuff incoming. Uh, yeah, and that's so- what I'm hoping to see here. That's I've got my fingers crossed that we see other stuff that Sony has planned. Um, you know, uh, see, there's. I'm hoping to see here or see more um, about PSVR 2 other than this showcase. Like, I'll be interested to see this, but this is potentially not even the biggest news we'll get tomorrow. Right. One of the one of the fun things I hear from developers these days is that <clears throat> is that when it comes to PSVR two, like you know what the th- one of the things holding back PSVR one so much, uh, and in VR in general, I think was that they're saying, um, you know, it was the fact that each scene had to be rendered twice. You know, using double the horsepower because you had to have an image for each eye, your left eye, and then like a slightly adjusted image from the right eye, right? rendered at a different angle in order to create that 3D immersive effect. Um, and, and, and the more I talk to developers lately, the more I'm hearing that that's just not really how things have to work uh, from 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 a processing standpoint anymore. It's not going to take double the amount of right. uh, of power to do this anymore. And so, uh, so you know, when people when people have said that it's that we're, at, we're expecting too much if we expect PlayStation 5-level graphics. I think when you combine things like that, some different rendering techniques, the fact that eye tracking will work in tandem with foveated rendering, uh, these are all the things that are like really going to be interesting to hear that are, are probably going to be talked about at GDC. Um, Why would they make it a 4K headset, <laughs> you know, if it wasn't capable oh, of producing some, some high-quality right. graphics? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So anyway, so stay tuned. Uh, you know, obviously we're just kind of excited for, you know, potential whatever. Um, but stay tuned because we'll see what we can figure out. We'll see what we can find out. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, PSVR 2 is going to be sweet. I'm excited <laughs> to hear a little bit more about it. Um, AJ, uh, ever hear of a game called House of the Dead? Boy, oh boy, have I, Brian. Well, there was this game called Until Dawn Rush of Blood that convinced me to buy a PSVR, and uh, it was very much like House of the Dead. Yes, of course I have. I used to go to the movies or CeCe's Pizza or wherever all the time and play uh, House of the Dead, Time Crisis, arcade light gun shooters are my jam. Uh, And yeah, House of the Dead uh, is one that is one of my favorites. Why do you ask, Brian? Oh, I just wanted to talk about some retro shit for a little bit. I hope that's okay with everybody. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, man, I'm 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 right there with you. Like, uh, I uh, I didn't get to spend as much time as in arcades as uh, as I wanted to when I was a kid because you know it was like you, it's tough to it's tough to ask your parents for a bunch of money to go to the arcade when you when you're when you don't have money, right? And and especially you know like things like things like dumping quarters into a game that you couldn't even take home with you like my parents were like well fucking you know we'll, we'll buy you a game for your birthday and then you get to have it for 6 months and whatever so um but anyway yeah so this this was definitely <laughs> one that like 35 years <laughs> <laughs> so, so when you know so we, yeah when i went to the arcade it would be a lot of me standing around watching other people play uh and this was such a fun one to watch and so i'm sure everyone was pretty excited when it turned out that it was being remade uh, and this is this is certainly a game that went dark for a while. We we knew that House of the Dead was going to be remade on Switch uh, and uh, and and some other platforms. And then uh, and then they went kind of radio silent for a while, and everybody's like, "What the fuck happened to that? Like that that just seemed to just disappear altogether." Uh, and now it's back. It's coming out. It's got a release date. Uh, you pre orders are open for the seventh. Uh, pre yeah, pre orders are open for uh, for the limited editions and, and the and the retail editions. So uh, it's good stuff. So. When, when, you know, you would, you would think, 
You would think that I would have some of these windows open. <laughs> Over on SegaBits.com, Control-V, uh, they have an article that says, The House of Dead remake confirms gyroscopic functionalities for controls. Doesn't rule out a future VR port. And so with an in- they've got an interview going on here. Um with uh, with two of the game producers, and they asked uh, they asked one big missing market. I always thought rail shooters like Panzer Dragoon remake and light gun games is VR ports. Technology is basically created for a new way to play these types of games. And so, in response, they said, "I can't come. I can't announce anything yet, but depends on the it depends on the reception of the game. We could have more announcements in the future. Stay tuned." Uh, and so, this is sort of like depends on the reception of the game. It's House of the Dead remake. People are going to love it unless you really screw it up. Yep. <laughs> that's that's true. I mean, you would it hope reminds that's me true. To, it reminds me to a little bit of Skyrim because Skyrim came to the Switch first, had the gyro controls and, uh, and you know, had the interactive arms. And that's something that we've seen that a lot where a game, a lot of the times a game that can run on the Switch ends up making the port to VR easier. Um, and we actually covered this, I think, two years ago. Yeah. Uh, we covered this. We have an episode, a Gamescast episode, most likely, where we're talking about House of the Dead. And we have all these little evidence, all this all this little like stuff that we're saying the reason why it could end up being a VR game. And, uh, yeah, man, I, I haven't lost faith uh, or hope that, that we will eventually see this come to VR. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it would be a, a Quest and PSVR 2 title. Uh, in the future, for sure. Yeah, you you would hope so. It doesn't it doesn't seem like it's going to be you know terribly taxing on the hardware. Uh, it seems like something that could easily like run on Quest and PSVR. Um, yeah, not not enough like on shooters, not enough rail shooters, whatever you want to call them. Uh, I actually VR. got into VR because I was like, this is where light gun games are going. Like this is the next evolution of light gun games. That's why and... I bought my first move controllers before <laughs> VR. Yeah, yeah. True, true, yeah. Resident Evil Umbrella Chronicles HD, House of the Dead, uh, Overkill. The they've got like one or they got like three and four on there. Yeah, I love rail shooter or I love arcade shooters of all sorts, uh, all different types. And uh, yeah, man. Um, obviously, a lot more came out of VR than what I was expecting, but it was for a good, it was you know a good thing. Um, way more VR was capable of so much more than I ever anticipated, but. But yeah, man, I, I used to love that shit. We, we, me and you, we talk about Resistance Three all the time. I, I've got my Sharpshooter somewhere. Resistance Three, Killzone Three. I still have my Sharpshooter. I'm still using. I'm still using my PS3 Move controllers. <laughs> Look at them ports. Look yeah, at them. That might be. I hope. That hopefully, that's not like super gross. Uh, uh, my ports are yeah, super man. gross. Sometimes when I put them in the charging station, I have to like wiggle them a little bit. Come on, come on. <laughs> Those contacts have to, if, you just, if I wiggle it back and forth, maybe it'll connect. Anyway. Uh, yeah, man. So uh, this is, you know, when when we got Space Channel 5 kind of funky news flash, it was one of those things where it was like, oh, man, it's like, this, is Sega just going to start doing what Konami should and like and start licensing out uh, all their properties uh, for people who want to make VR versions of them? I, I'm going to say it for the 1,000th time on Gamescast Live, but where the fuck is Crazy Taxi VR, Right. I don't care if it has the battery. I mean, I do care. I really want the battery religion offspring soundtrack. I want all that shit. But if it can't have it because of licensing, they need to change the KFC or the, or whatever it is, the Pizza Hut to other places. That's fine. Give us fucking crazy taxi VR. I don't care. Do it. 
How hard could you House be? of the Dead. I'll take. I, I would take House of the Dead over Crazy Taxi, as much as that pains me to say. I mean, uh, I, I would, want this. I, this is closer to happening. Let's let's focus on the prize here. Well, but it just, it just seems this like leads to more. It just seemed like they were testing the waters with kind of funky newsflash, uh, and it was. And, and then we haven't seen anything from that. Uh, so I'm really got my, I've really got my fingers crossed. Larry Chu says lethal enforcers needs to make a comeback. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe lethal enforcers is okay. Um, anyway, let's move on. Cause we got to get to the, go see the, if go see the episode, go search the old games cast where we, uh, add up all the evidence of why we we think this is going to be a VR game. And it's good to see that they still haven't ruled it out. I mean, I, I hope this happens. I would love this. I'm glad when we, when we say enough stuff, some of it has to be true, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot, most of it is, man. Don't downplay yourself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, you know. Anyway, <laughs> um, let's move along, man. Uh, we got to get to the big thumbnail news story, and that is that, uh, dude, there's going to be a fucking NFL game on PlayStation VR. Uh, which is, it's a little bit crazy that it took this long to get here. Sorry, sirens on my end. I apologize. Um, this this seems <laughs> seems like a strange time, man. Be like, oh, we're going to wait until like the last kind of sigh, the last breath uh, right before uh, PSVR kicks it to release something that would have sold like a million headsets if they had released it in 2016. Uh, NFL games coming maybe. to PlayStation VR. What? What do you mean Maybe. Well, there's a lot of stuff that had to get. There's a lot of stuff that you know VR didn't just hit the ground running, uh, and you know it's come a long way mm-hmm. in the last five years in terms of like what works, what doesn't work. As you know, when VR first launched as a mainstream product, uh, it was very much a wild west of of stuff and wasn't the most profitable. Developers didn't. There's not a lot of stuff that's been standardized, so. Now it's getting to the point to where it would make sense, a little bit more sense. And let me tell you, man, I now I'm not, I don't watch as much football anymore uh, like I used to, um, but I I did watch like decades of football uh, back in the day, and um, and uh, yeah, man, I, I loved Madden games growing up, and honestly, it. I know the way that Madden games are now. It's it's kind of or NFL games. Um, it, there's, it's a little bit of an iffy situation. They have an actual, like, they have like the rights for simulated football so that like nobody else can, can, uh, create it without being a part of like the official license, uh, NFL stuff. Um, and it's kind of a messy situation, especially uh, monopoly on it. And, uh, and for the thing that people got to keep in mind here, the reason I have hope for this is that. For decades, football games were actually pretty badass. Uh, Madden games were always really fun for the longest time, and and they were really cool. And um, and I'm hoping that that is a similar situation here. Now we don't know the extent of it, but they talk about it being really close to being on the gridiron. You know, the having a real authentic NFL experience. Um, and, and we don't really know much more than that. Uh, this is a project that has just been pretty much sounds like it just recently greenlit. Uh, so it has a long ways to go. Um, but they've stated that, uh, that was announced at GDC and they've stated that, uh, this is planned for, to target, uh, quest and PlayStation VR platforms. Yeah, man. Uh, and, and I, you got, you got to really actually wonder at this point, like, uh, 
whether this could be something bigger, whether it could be something uh, like a, like a like an actual full scale uh, Madden game, because uh, I think that's what people are looking for. As I think a lot of people really enjoyed two MD VR football. Uh, that was a nice little arcade game. Uh, it's really it, really good. Yeah, really it, good. Yeah, I mean they've they've got they got the throwing mechanics down, man. Like they really understood like how to utilize yeah. the move controllers in ways that other developers just didn't. Um, and so. Uh, and so I think that if you could, if you could somehow get the full experience that people are looking for, like, uh, of, of like full season, uh, being able to, um, being able to get there down there on, you know, uh, the gridiron, I'm using terms. I'm like, uh, that, that sounds right. Uh, and, 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 and how it would work, right? Like, do you, do you play as one player? Do you play, do you, do you constantly switch perspectives and you, and you, and, and then, you know, you, you catch the ball and then suddenly you're that player, uh, you know? So I don't know. There's a lot of different ways you could go about this. Um, but like you said, it's pretty Imagine early on. You wouldn't- yeah, yeah. There's a lot to figure out here. The chat's a little pessimistic about it. Like Hack says, it's going to be an NFL mascot sim. You know, it could very well. I mean, the truth is, it could end up being some kind of like sideline experience thing. But that's obviously not what anybody would want. Luckily, the NFL has a lot of money and uh, could potentially support this in a really cool way. Uh, maybe they even want to. Ex- broaden the horizons of what they can do and and get people to watch football games from VR have some kind of like uh, partnership with uh, Sony and Quest uh, and Meta um, to 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 start doing stuff like this but but yeah we all want to play an actual simulated football game uh, I think that would be the best thing where you know each down or whether it be a certain down or whatever, you maybe not maybe not mid play change swap players, but it'd be great to be to be able to like play as the quarterback or then one play play as a as a, a defensive tackle or something or a wide receiver would be really cool. Um, the quarterback, the two MD VR football two minute drill is what that stands for. Uh, was worked really well because it was basically a quarterback simulator, and they got, like you said, they got the throwing mechanics down. But there was like some really good mechanics in that that made that game really fun. If I was the the people behind this, um, who I, I can't remember the name of the company. Do you, do you know the name of the company? It was uh, Status Pro. Me- Status Pro, thank you, which is actually run by two former uh, professional players, it sounds like. Yeah. Uh, I think one was like, I think they were from the Bengals or something. Um, but uh, if I were them, I would definitely take a look at what 2MV, 2MD VR football did uh, because that was really, really fun. That's more arcade style. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, you've got, you, they've got some really cool features where you can actually draw your own plays, draw your own routes. Like, you know, um, have the wide receivers run whatever route you tell them to run. You get to make the plays. You can call audibles, which you can change the plays on the fly. You could quarterback sneak where the quarterback just tucks in the ball and runs and you can like stiff arm and stuff. Um, I think, I think you could stiff arm, maybe not, but that would be pretty cool if you could. Um, and then, and then, like after every uh, every round or whatever, then you'd have this like it was almost like a little mini game where there was these hoops, and you would just pick up the 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 footballs and just throw them through the hoops and collect like additional points and stuff. A lot of amazing systems here, and uh, I think football because it's a game that doesn't use your feet. American football uh, is a game that you don't use your feet. I think is a great fit. Uh, for for VR and for because you don't have to try and simulate 
you know, there's no kicking. You can't kick in football. Well, I guess unless you're a kicker. But uh, there's other ways you can do that. But um, but the the majority of the game is done with your hands and uh, different different things going on. So I think it's a great fit. I think there's a lot of ch- uh, opportunity to make a badass game here. Will they, though? We'll have to see. Depends on how much uh, they know about VR and um, – yeah, I don't know. It, it depends on how much and the the people they surround them with, the team that they acquire to develop this game, uh, how much they know about VR and how to make a fun game. You know, it's not going to be easy, but it is definitely doable. Yeah, the more I think about it, the the less I'm the less I'm convinced this is going to be anything super worthwhile. Uh, Status Pro doesn't seem like they have a ton of experience with game development. Uh, the the last two. Uh, licensed things we've seen sports wise uh, has been uh, has been home run uh, the MLB home run derby yeah, which is yeah. like, and that's what it feels really? to step out on the field like a fat it's like I don't think you know what we're looking for here no. and then on top of that the NBA uh, NBA experience uh, which was never yeah, ends well again fun uh, fun little arcade thing but certainly not what you're looking for you want you want to play a full game of basketball so I'm a little concerned uh, so far that you know people don't have. They, they, somebody acquires the license, uh, and I'm like, boy, that was fucking expensive. And then they said, well, what can we make with the with what we've got left in the budget? Uh, and so, if Status Pro doesn't have their, uh, you know, uh, a real full understanding of what it takes to make uh, to make games, especially VR games, then we could be seeing another uh, experience this time. That's why I said, NFL. yeah, that's that's why I said it depends on who they uh, who they acquire and stuff. The good thing is football players got a lot of money. <laughs> so so they and and the NFL like I said has a boatload of money. So they have the money and the resources to do this. It's all about who they draft uh to get to to get to develop this game. The NFL has um, the money and then but, but licensing the NFL uh you know logo and name and Oh, well, they partnered. They've part Status Pro has partnered with the NFL. So I'm yeah. sure they'll they'll pitch in a little bit, but um but yeah, man, uh to be fair, the MLB Home Run Derby came close. Like I it is not what we want as a as a real uh you know ex- like baseball experience. Um, I still would love something like, you know, um, and that's, that's a struggle that we've had as VR gamers is always wanting a real game and then getting some kind of like, uh, experience or just not like a fulfilling game that, that is really not a completely satisfied, satisfying experience. And that has been problematic. So, um, yeah. I see Truant Pixel in the house. <laughs> what up, guys? Yeah, what up, yeah. Pixel? That's, of course, like I said, the people that made uh, 2MD, 2MD VR, VR football. football. A really, really, really awesome game. And, Mechanically. of course, have Runner in the works for PSVR 2, the, uh, yeah. the Akira-inspired uh, motorcycle shooter. Very, very much looking forward to that one. Uh, definitely looking forward to that much more than I am any football game, I promise you. <laughs> Dude, um, I'm telling you, man, if if they do it right, which I think you're 100%, it's okay to be skeptical because of just what we're used to seeing, how yeah. this turns out. Uh, it is completely justified to be super skeptical about this. Uh, but if they get it right, like this shit could be really, really fun. Yo, did I, I'm sorry, did I give Larry Chu a shout-out for the $5 tip? I hope so, man. If I didn't, I'm sorry. Um, thank uh, you so I much for the so. support. 
Um, all right, man, we got we got to move along uh, to something that I is near and dear to my heart. I think, uh, and I think anybody who grew up playing the same games that I grew up uh, playing, we we all really really love Sierra Adventure games, um, and. One of the games that kind of came out before even my time uh, was a text adventure called Colossal Cave Adventure. Uh, now, this game uh, was sort of the precursor for all the King's Quest games and Space Quest games, the Police Quest games, and everything that uh, Sierra became known for eventually. Uh, and they are Sierra themselves, Roberta Williams and Ken Williams, the, the husband and wife team who started Sierra, are... Uh, they got bored during COVID. <laughs> I love when stories start this way. They got bored during COVID <laughs> yeah. uh, and decided to remake this game for VR. Uh, and so the the uh, the site uh, over at uh, Destructoid.com, they say Colossal Cave Adventure is getting a 3D remake for PC and VR thanks to Ken and Roberta Williams. Uh, after pioneering graphic ad- graphic adventure game genre, CR Online founders Ken and Roberta Williams are finally making a return over 20 years after their last release. The project is titled Colossal Cave 3D Adventure and is not a reboot of any old Sierra release as fans thought it might be after Ken teased a new endeavor via Facebook post last year. Uh, the team is looking to bring Will Crowther and Don Woods classic to a new generation of gamers. As Ken told PC Gamer, it takes place in a fully immersive 3D and VR environment for a realistic cave exploration experience that is intended for the whole family. According to Roberta Williams, the pair ended up working on a new project after becoming bored during the pandemic. Ken was bored. Uh, this is a quote from... Uh, Roberta, (laughs) Ken was bored and I suggested he write a book about Sierra. The process of writing the book brought back long forgotten memories resulting in Ken deciding to learn unity and deciding to make a game. We had no interest in starting another company. We were just looking for some, uh, something fun to build. And I had the idea of uh, paying homage to the game that inspired our company and changed our lives. Um, it's considered to be one of the most influential games of all time, not only because it's formed because of its, but also because of its content. Uh, was one of the first dungeon crawler games out there, and one of the listed as one of the first entries in the adventure game genre. Uh, this currently is listed. Uh, they, they're expecting this uh, for PC uh, and VR in general, like Quest Two. Uh, but I would I would absolutely think that this is a game that we will see uh, release on like PSVR Two. I, I just feel like uh, we're, we're. I knew you kind of you kind of forced this one into the show because. Yeah, Sierra games have a, a special place in a lot of our hearts. Um, I, I was a big King's Quest, my fan, my myself. Uh, even though uh, some of the other stuff maybe was a little bit before my time, um, as a mid to late '80s uh, born kid. But um, yeah, I you know I haven't seen. I'd like to. I'd be interested to see the gameplay. I love the concept of this, but we've had a lot of these. Uh, old school point and click adventure style stuff uh, that has tried to make a return and kind of fallen a little bit flat. Stuff like Sam and Max. Um, it, but the cool thing is that the is that this is being de- like developed by you know the two original. So yeah. uh, that is pretty cool. Uh, hopefully they're familiar with the tech and can take advantage of that in a, in a lot of ways and create something really cool. Um, because if not, it's going to end up, like I said, you know, similar to the football conversation we just had, it's going to end up as like a uh, not so desirable VR game and more of like a, hey, this is just like, this is just put into VR, but there's like, you know, I don't know. It's not an actual fulfilling adventure. Yeah. Uh, for, for me, uh, 
for me, it's sort of one of those things where I, I just kind of want to see what these two are capable of. Uh, the fact that, you know, Ken was learning Unity and uh, I was talking to Dan from Electric Hat earlier today, and he just re- and he reminded me what an amazing writer Roberta is. So these two working together uh, and and because Ken was always a good programmer. He was the one who created, uh, you know, all the engines that all of the different Sierra games ran on, like even the ones they weren't. Um, you know, making like like Leisure Suit Larry and Police Quest and all those other ones that were made by Al Lowe and, right. and, and and you know other creators. They they created the software. They created the the Sierra Online adventure game engine. Um, and so you know, it's been a while since Ken did anything from a technical standpoint. Uh, so I'm excited to see what he can do with Unity. But I'm really excited to see uh, the storytelling that Roberto is able to bring into VR because I think that's I think VR storytelling has become kind of problematic. And I and I and I think we've. It's not some, there's a lot of things that have not been fully fleshed out uh, or figured out. And yeah, VR storytelling is definitely one of those. Um, yeah, we've encountered so many problems, man. We've encountered so many problems with storytelling, like either taking away, uh, taking away uh, control from the player, forcing you to stand there and watch people talk at you. Uh, the number of times you've got a little floating robot just like in your ear and just being like, baby, 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 and you're like, shut the, get the fuck away, man. Like, like they just <laughs> haven't, they just haven't really solved a lot of problems in VR yet uh, to make them as, as immersive and, and as enjoyable as possible. And I would like, and I, it would make me so happy if some of the originators of my favorite games of all time came kind of swooped in and said, Hey, here's, here's how to do something. Here's how to tell a story in VR and do it right. I, I don't, I don't know if that's the case. I don't know if there's still, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, and I think of musicians first and foremost, you know, the older they get, the less, the less innovation they, they tend to have, the less, the less drive, the less creativity, the less ingenuity they tend to have. But I think, I think game design might be a little bit different. I think you get all this experience on your belt and you learn how to tell stories in so many different ways over the years. And then I, I think these might be the right people to teach us how to do it. Um, well, they would be pi- new pioneers once again. Uh, Trump Pixel says it's all about doing it environmentally correct. Billy Go Cashfish says maybe it's text in VR scrolling on the screen. <laughs> it's Apex Construct. <laughs> you, yeah. you type open Dude, yeah. You, door. you have to you have to convert it and make it fun. <laughs> yeah. You know, don't just don't just take the concept and put it in VR. Take about think about taking the concept and making it fun and interactive in VR. And uh, with that, they will be able to achieve this. But it could very well just end up being a slow-paced puzzle game. I, I, love, I love that where I usually have trailers. This is just a complete walkthrough of the full text adventure. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, now let's run the game feeling with the $5 tip. Says, Thank you guys for talking about this. Sierra was my childhood. Me too, man. Me too. I think I've talked a lot on the channel about how Sierra and LucasArts, Lucasfilm games, uh, those were that's what I was. That's what I grew up on, and it wasn't until friends showed me the NES. They had Commodore and any you know, whatever, but like I, I didn't have an NES as a kid. Sega Genesis was my first console, um, so this was my bread and butter until I was like seven, eight, nine, ten, something like that. Eleven, I don't know. I got to figure out when Genesis came out. Uh, but thank you, Niles Ryan. AJ, because our art had way more bangers. Sierra had some good stuff too, though. You say you say LucasArts had more bangers. I think I the qual- right. I think the quality of the Lucasfilm and LucasArts was always um, every game was like this is going to be fucking awesome, and 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 Sierra was more like they annualized games before annualizing games was a thing. They're like and next year we're going to have King's Quest two, and next year we're going to have Police Quest two, and next year we're going to have Space Quest two, and next year we're going to have Quest for Glory two. <laughs> yeah. But dude, Colonel's Bequest, 
hands down one of the greatest games ever made just saying it now <laughs> um all right man let's let's move on it is time for psvr 20 questions aj is the host this time around which means that you guys really gotta help me out because i suck at this game so bad um <laughs> i'm gonna put six minutes up on the clock and the clock up on the counter the way that jeremy likes it uh, but you guys out there in me in here we've got 20 yes or no questions in six minutes to figure out what psvr game aj is thinking of where is i need to take some notes where's my port shovel piece of paper there it is um <clears throat> here it is all right let me put the timer up here aj you got your game picked out i do have a, a game picked out okay you're gonna give me quick responsive answers right i can drag quick you're not gonna run down the clock answers. all right cool here nope. we go does it have aim support does not have aim support no aim support does it have multiplayer of any kind it does not have multiplayer of any kind thought i was gonna make it that easy for you huh um, no multiplayer. Would you, would you call this narrative driven? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, so I would say this is kind of an opinion. Okay. So I can't be wrong here. I would say, yes, it is narrative driven. I think, I think you could be wrong here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Is the art style realistic? The art style is realistic, yes. Realistic art. Okay. Mostly. <clears throat> is the primary thing you're doing in this game shooting things? Um, I would say I think that's safe to say the primary thing you're doing is shooting stuff in this, yes. Okay. But not with a name controller. Does it have puzzles? Sirens on my end. It does have puzzles in it, yes. Sirens are like outside my... Uh, okay, it's got puzzles. There's pri the primary thing you're doing is shooting. AJ says it's narrative-driven, but puts a big asterisk next to that. And it's got realistic, a realistic art style. Um, stand by it. Does it have move support? It does have move support. You're at seven. Oh, interesting. Um, are you in? Do you, are you ever in vehicles in this game? Um, are you ever in vehicles in this game? You are <laughs> ever okay. in vehicles in this game. <laughs> yes, vehicles. Okay. Uh, has it ever been on a top twenty-five? Good question, Brax. Uh, yes, I believe it has. Yeah, it it has been on our top twenty-five. Okay, yes. we're talking about a top twenty-five game. Primarily about shooting, but also narrative-driven with puzzles, uh, realistic graphics, move controls, um, narrative-driven. Uh, has this developer made other PSVR games? I'm going to say no. They have not. Okay. I think guess that kind of rules out uh, Blood and Truth then because that would be the one they made the London Heist. I call that a game. Um, do you, is there full locomotion in this game? There is full locomotion in this game. That was yeah. eleven. Okay. <sighs> okay. Okay. Let's figure this out, guys. We have full locomotion. We are in vehicles in this game. 
It's got move support, narrative driven. There's a lot of shooting that you do in this. There are puzzles. It's realistic graphics, narrative driven, top 25 game. Um, <clears throat> does it have any kind of horror slant? Uh, it has some kind of horror slant to it. Okay. Now you're, now you're talking my language here. Um, I already asked if they made other VR games, right? You said no. Um, is this Correct. game divisive? Are there this people out there is, that really don't like it even though I do? This game is divisive as fuck. Wow. Is this game divisive because of its locomotion system? Um, I, I don't know. I don't okay. know about that. Okay. Uh, well, let's, not, let's not count that. I'm then. not going to count that. All right. Um... Uh, does this do I do I frequently compare this game to Uncharted? <laughs> Unfortunately, you frequently compare this game, saying you think it's better than Uncharted. I think uh, way better than Uncharted Four. Is this <laughs> is this that game was dog shit? Was this game Immortal Legacy? The Jade Cipher. The game is Immortal Legacy. <laughs> Le Jade Cipher. Oh by... my god. Uh, uh, by Sony Interactive Entertainment came out uh, April 16th, 2019 Viva Games, thank you Um, and uh, yeah man, is an awesome game, I don't care what anyone else says either Uh, I love this game Oh yeah, I guess guess the divisive part is also because of the storytelling too. People, the, 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 there's a million reasons. I mean, you either love this game cookie or you pie. hate this game. <laughs> uh, I was hoping I'd get a cookie pie out of this. I was hoping you'd say, "Is there a character named Cookie Pie?" Um, yeah, man. Uh, I've seen people either love this game or go crazy yep. uh, by, by playing it and hate themselves for it. Um, so I, it's hard to recommend. I will. <laughs> recommend it though it's hard, to, uh, it's hard to recommend to people who don't like good games and you know who you are nick we got a alberto <laughs> mapam el game gato with the 50 mexican pesos says just to say hi and a big shout out to all genesis aka mega drive gamers in here hashtag 32x sonic and Knuck- three and Knuck- let's try that one more time hashtag 32x sonic three and knuckles tower of doom Doom. That looks like an ORN for me for some reason. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, man, I fucking love the Sega Genesis. Didn't get... I mean, No, it actually got a lot of love. I was going to say it didn't get the love it deserved, but it actually got a lot of love. Looper, the underground game cat with the two euro, says, Immoral Legacy. Immoral. It's so... Immoral Legacy. Man, it's so yeah, sad. Just incredible. It's so... Oh, just incredible, yeah. I, I'm really enjoying this because Nick seems like he's the only one in the chat that's not happy about this and... Everyone else is like, I love this game. Who doesn't like? Who doesn't like it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, oh. absolutely, fucking floored that there's any divisiveness about it. Yeah, the move, you know, the move, the move controls take a little while to get used to, uh, and the story is so all over the place. I love comparing it's a video it to video game. Right? It's a video game. People were, expe- I can't believe people actually thought that they were like counting on this game to have an amazing story. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? But, but it, it was a fun a, story. It was a fun story. I, I thought it was a fun story too. And it was $20. I, like four times, $20, yeah, $20 game. and it's beautiful. Yeah. Four times I've beaten this game and have the platinum trophy. Oh yeah. I got the platinum too. I've beaten it probably four times as well. Um, and yeah, and I love it, man. It takes you on, a, it takes you on a journey. 
was gonna say take you on Never a ride, got but then that I had the Marvel vs. Capcom two song in my gonna head. take you for yeah, a ride. That's the one. Um, <laughs> and so yeah, absolutely love this. Twenty dollars. I mean, one of the. I mean, in my opinion, probably top ten game. That's right. I fucking said it. All right, man. We got to get out of here. Thank you guys, everybody who supports the channel. Uh, don't forget, you can ha- you can hook us up uh, over on Patreon, patreon.com slash without parole games, trying to make some exclusive video content over there. The AMA was awesome. Thank you, everybody who stopped by and watched it later. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely give you more notice for the next one. Uh, we'll do that like once a month. Um, and, uh, and yeah, of course, if you want your name on the Patreon, scroll down there as well. I update that on the first of every month. Uh, thank you to everybody who helps the channel run. We've got Jay Meow. We've got uh, Sci-Fi Game Cat Henry, who does all the timestamps. And, of course, all of the moderators, because they're amazing, uh, keeping this channel running and also taking care of everything over on Discord. Join us over on Discord. Click the link in the description below. And, of course, subscribe to AJ over at PSVR Underground, because I couldn't do this without Post the, post the new Zenith video today, man. Uh yeah, go check it out. Zenith um, has some big shit incoming. Some watch cool. your last one. <laughs> or the one before that. Uh, I dude, you don't watch anything I do, so I'm used to it by now. I'm surprised you even know who I am at this point. <laughs> I I just found out you do shit Saturday nights. I had no idea. <laughs> what's, what's going on? All right. Uh, is Alberto Mapam El Game Gato out there? Because dude, without him, I don't know if I can cue the cat. But I'm gonna do it anyway. Let's cue the cat. Give the cat right, because I want to say see you guys Friday to GP Approved Dreams Cat. Oh, that's going to be a new one for Friday. Neon Groove says bye-bye. All you are is hand egg. No idea what that means. Nick, you low the game, cat. Being a good sport, as always. Who's a good kitty? (laughs) News Reviews says swipe like cats. Bob Zarkoff, the underground game, Catalyst Game Squad in the house Hell says, yeah. "Night cats, happy humping." That's right. Go get your hump on. You are, you may presume, if the humping. Uh, JT Money, uh, thanks so much, man. I, he, he just says underground. I don't know why, but JT Money, <laughs> Donatello, the scientist, game cat. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate you uh, uh, enjoying the show and having a good time, bringing your likeness to the party. Guys, on fist bump to you. Zombie fifty one fifty was the first person I saw. Uh, say Immortal Legacy. By oh, the yeah. Way. Right. So I forgot to give I credit where credit's due. Uh, right. Gabriel Double for the license of Meow Game Cat. Meow, meow. Meow, meow. Meow, meow. meow. Hack the Game Cat. I knew it was lit up in here. Says uh, Zenith dropping big shits. <laughs> it sounds weird when you say it like that. But <laughs> it sounds like they uh, have stomach issues or something. But Nick the Game Cat, how. Thank you so much, brother. Uh, thank you so much. Virtual strangers in the house tonight. What's good, Wes? Can't wait to see what uh, the mole Eric, Mr. Mash, him, Daddy Cool himself, uh, has to share with us very, very soon. Tom Flesh Eater Gaming, stay metal and stay horror, my friend. Uh, Charlie Clark, uh, thank you so much, man. It says, Charlie Clark says, my dastardly plan to destroy the universe is nearing completion. I have but to push a single button, but I'm beginning to have second thoughts. <laughs> yeah, fucking push it, dude. Just push it. <laughs> that is the best fucking comment I've ever read in my life. Brax Bro says, play more Hades. Uh, okay, yeah, that's a good, good call. <laughs> Sci-Fi Game Cat Henry says, peace. Game cats in emoji form. Spacey VR gamer. Oh, I'm sorry you missed the show, man. You might want to go back and watch this one. It was a good one. Right. Markio Crouching <laughs> Zenithian Hidden Game Cats says Zenith anyone? Zenith anyone? Zenith? 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 Sorry. No, I got, sorry, I gotta work on a stride review. I, I would I would love to, but I'll be striding for the rest of the night. Billy Goat Catfish says Oogie Boogie. Salvador, peace out to you, man. Uh Abartum Pon the Game Gato. Gaga cojones. 
Pipio the Pumpkin uh, says, I'm 21 minutes behind. Flame Hat the Game Cat just says, stay, stay hard, hard cats. cats. Is that something people say? <laughs> stay hard? <laughs> I mean, uh, no problem over here, but is that really something people say? <laughs> no wow. problem. Uh, have a wonderful night, y'all. Get your hump on. The Humpty Hump. The Hump. The Humpty Hump. <laughs> the Humpty Hump. I'm just fucking so tired.